0: You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknomedia.com. And welcome to another episode of Doing It For The Exposure, the show that has a fabulous sparkly cherry on top. I'm your host, Mannequin Blue, and today's special guest is jewellery maker and milliner, Laura Whelan of Lulanda Makes. Hello, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) So, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do because we haven't had—I don't think we've had a jewelry maker or a milliner
1: on the show before—and you do both. I do, sure. So I have two extremes with my jewelry making: the tinier the beads and the more fine work I can do, the better. And then with my head pieces the bigger the better. So I quite like that. There's the two extremes that I can—I can sit with my tiny tray of beads and then make a giant headdress. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the the com- combination that I enjoy the most. that's awesome although I have to say I am partial to
0: a a giant headpiece (laughs) yeah sometimes they kind of just have to be have to be giant
1: (laughs) (laughs) go big or go home unless it's jewelry then go really tiny (laughs) that's that that is literally what I live by I want the beads to be the size of grains of sand and I want the hats to be seen from space
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's so cool so how did you
1: get into that then so with the jewelry is kind of my first love I think I'm the same as from what I can hear, a lot of your lovely guests are obsessed with crafts since birth. <laughs> so I, I joined that club as well of always having loved art and crafts and love trying different things. But then I think I was like eight when I discovered jewellery making, and it was my mum's friend gave me a plastic box of butter. And inside there was little seed beads and I had never seen something so small or so amazing before. And they just came in a little piece of thread and I used to thread them onto the thread and tip them off and thread them back onto the thread. And I think it, like, it was another couple of years before I was even kind of had access to a jewelry making kit or could do anything with them. But it was actually the beads was the first thing I found. Seed beads was the first thing I saw and was like, yeah, I really like these. <laughs> so that went on then. From I'd say I've started seriously making jewellery from the age of 15 and I was making it nearly every day. And then by the age of 20, I was asked to teach jewellery making in Yellowbrook Road. And I taught classes with them and then start, after a while started designing the classes as well with the, with the boss in Yellowbrook Road. And I worked with them for about 10 years. So that really helped kind of mould my jewellery making side of things. And then along the way, there was actually in Yellowbrook Road, there was a milliner came and did a course and I took it and then realized I had a second obsession. So then I started to do different millinery courses and I realized the two combined were, were really cool.
0: That is so cool. Like it's, you know, I'm always fascinated by, because I've myself dabbled in jewelry and a little bit of headpiece making, but obviously nothing to your level. So I'm, I'm just like, I want to pick your brain. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna pick yours I've seen your creations with the balloons they're incredible (laughs) thank you yeah that was it feels like that was a lifetime ago at this point oh it was one of the new generation camera clubs shoots that you just walked out with these entire dresses made of balloons it's just like oh my god I love this girl (laughs) it's so cool
0: (laughs) thank you but I don't I don't want to talk too much about me because this this this, this (laughs) is your show (laughs) so so
1: yeah so you've been teaching classes which is so cool so yeah I really I loved the teaching and I really just I I, I'm I'm a big nerd I'm obsessed with jewellery history as well so I really love researching into the history of of jewellery and beads and just art history and stuff like that. So being able to combine that in then not only with my teaching but in my designs was always something that really interested me. And so the teaching the teachings amazing as well of inspiring you even more that I would find that I'd get home at like 10 at night from teaching evening classes and just want to make more things and just design more things. So it is it's 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 something I really do love doing. And so it was for a long time it was mainly the jewelry making. And I, you know, I kind of had my own business with that and then was working for Yelbick Road and teaching. And I even got to teach in the knitting stitching show, which was very exciting because that's something I've gone to all my life with my mom. My mom is very artistic and crafty as well. So we've always done the trip once a year to the knitting and stitching show. So to be teaching at that was was really exciting. And then slowly then I started to do more of the millinery as well. And I realized that the two work obviously very well together. And I did different courses and trained with different people in the millinery. And then I actually got the opportunity to go over and do a summer course in St. Martin's College, which was just like so exciting. St. Martin's College was always like the pinnacle in my head. I think there's lots of wonderful places out there but just in my head that was kind of a dream of mine to always you know go to St Martins College so it was only it was a a short course but it was really really special to go over and I also got some funding from the craft council to do that so that felt really really nice and just something that was was very special to do so that was that was a lot of fun and that was like Literally every day you'd be working for hours and hours and hours just on different types of hats, different techniques. And I really they really rammed it in. You, you learned an awful lot in a short period of time. So that was that was great. And then I'd literally every night I had to be kicked out of the college <laughs> that they have, like the, the library or allowed to use the library as a summer student. And I would just sit in there with all these incredible, like the the 1920s and 30s vogues and these fashion books and just the kind of things you only dream of. And just to be able to have access to that alone, like apart from the course was just an amazing experience. So I think that really really helped further me in kind of the millinery side of things and really just showed that obsession wasn't going anywhere. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's, it
1: seems like you really eat, sleep, and breathe. Yeah, definitely very obsessive. <laughs> so once 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 I set my mind on whatever craft it may be, I definitely, you know, I find it hard to focus on anything else yeah. <laughs> until it's done. So yeah, for a long time that was just jewelry. And then suddenly it was like, wait, hats are a thing? I can I can create these giant pieces and add beads. <laughs> so it was it was great to combine those two together so for a while I actually I did think I was going to go in the bridal jewellery and millinery direction and I had started to kind of research that and I was thinking I'd focus on that and then I realized I like there's amazing bridal designers out there but I just realized that that it wasn't for me that I really didn't want to make like white (laughs) things and that again there's many wonderful designers that do incredibly unusual and new things but I just realized it wasn't for me and it wasn't the direction that I wanted to go in with my work and so it was around then I it was like 2015 then that I started working box office for the Dublin Fringe And I started to freelance doing box office in different theatres. That was the year I also started doing burlesque myself. And so it was just this amazing being thrown into just immersed in the arts in Dublin. So I'd always been very interested and I'd always gone to a lot of shows. I've had a lot of friends involved in the arts, but suddenly my day job And my my hobby and what I was doing for in the evenings was just this one thing. It was just going to shows. It was just suddenly I was learning how to dance and perform. But then I was going to get because I worked for Fringe, I got to go and see a lot of shows as well. And it really at that point, I realized it was the bigger pieces for show. That was really what excited me. And what i really wanted to focus on so i had done pieces i had had done hats for shows and things before and i would made jewelry for different performers but that was the year that it really suddenly clicked that this this is this is the direction i want to go i, I want the hats to be bigger bigger and bigger and I, it really it was great once that clicked it, it it just was lovely to have a direction that i knew i wanted to go in and i wanted to focus on
0: yeah that sounds amazing But you do, you said you do custom orders as well, like for performers.
1: Yes, so that is now, that's what really excites me. (laughs) That's what I love, that's what really brought me, because I was thinking custom orders, I really enjoy it. That's why I was thinking bridal. But then suddenly I started to, to do more and more work for performers and for producers and they literally come to you with these amazing like mad idea and they're just like make something that ties in with this theme or this idea or this character and it's just it's so exciting it's just this amazing feeling of just figuring it out and it can be kind of it's like a puzzle sometimes you know trying to trying to to work together to to make this can come true you know or, or make this vision happen and it can be tricky at times because like you know what would you your your vision and their vision might be different yeah. <laughs> of, you know if they give you a team and you're like well this would be amazing they're like no 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 <laughs> so you do have to to be aware it is it's a collaboration you're working together but that's that's what I love I love that that working and, and I I won't give up until I have what's in their head And I really love doing that. And also down to like one of the pieces I made, it isn't necessarily one of the bigger pieces I made, but it did, it was for a performer who was doing an aerial routine and she wanted to keep it on for the entire of the routine. So you want to defy gravity. And she was like, yep. (laughs) I was like, well, give give me a couple of weeks. (laughs) But I did it and it stayed on and I watched the show with my head in my hands, but it, it stayed and it worked. So it's pieces like that. So not necessarily, you know, I have made really, really spectacular pieces, but then some of the smaller pieces are the ones I'm like, yeah, that, that didn't budge. That stayed where it was meant to. And so they're the ones I kind of sometimes are most proud of.
0: Yeah, no, I, I just, I think it's funny actually that, you know, because sometimes when you do custom orders, you get like crazy requests. And I love that it's not like the biggest or the sparkliest one. It's It's kind of more the one that stayed on upside down. <laughs> Yeah. And, and
1: that's the thing that I find that I've like, I've, I've done kind of traditional millinery training and like I definitely like to do even more in that area. But the show are different. Like the show pieces, it's more engineering. It's more structural. It's more. And, and I think that's the great thing when I started performing myself was I really had an insight on what what it does need to be able to do and what what is important in a performance piece and be it if I'm doing jewellery or bits of costume or mainly the headdresses but I kind of I know myself that feeling if it slips when you're on stage <laughs> it's just that feeling of oh god no <laughs> so I you know I'm, I'm aware you know the different. I'm just I, I think I'm much more conscious of, of kind of what needs to be behind the scenes of the hat or underneath or in the band itself or the extra loops to put pins into and stuff like that but then of course performers turn around and go yeah I want to take it off halfway through the act and you're like no <laughs> 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 that makes it a lot harder <laughs> it's not made yeah. for that <laughs> So we were going to pin it. But then again, it, that's good as well. Because again, it's showing it's I'm learning and it's another puzzle to solve. And I, you know, I will, I will keep going till I get it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that is one thing I love about working in and like any creative field is that you're always met with a challenge.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think as well, it is, it's just such a lovely, I, I know, again, so many of your lovely guests have said it, that the like the the theatre scene, the art scene, the burlesque scene, the cabaret scene in Ireland is really special. Like it's, it's such a special community and it's just so lovely to be working with the people within these communities. And there it's, I think it's a really special atmosphere and it's, it's something I really enjoy being part of. And I really, I kind of always had an interest in it. As I said, always being kind of on the outskirts, but to like, just be able to throw myself in completely was it's, it's just so much fun you know and the people are just all so lovely and getting to know everybody in in the different communities is just has been great it's been and it's it's inspiring as well like we have so many incredibly talented creative people in one small island that it is it is so lovely to be around them
0: yeah and and even one thing that I have found like as you said they're all lovely but because it's such a niche community like even in the grand scheme of artists in Ireland it's so niche mm-hmm. that everyone's very supportive of each other
1: yeah yeah it's yeah it's such a it's a lovely feeling to be to brought into this you know it's a really sense of, of kind of yeah it's just a community and, and it is that the, everyone's kind of very welcoming and but I just love that that everyone does such different things as well you know like it is even people that are performing in the same shows or you know doing kind of similar things you can become coming at it from completely different angles (laughs) like it's just the the concepts people come up with and the ideas and the shows and it's just it's amazing
0: oh yeah absolutely and that that's one of the things I love about like even with collaboration with other people because they think differently they can bring something else to the table which is and it it just makes it better
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. So that's the thing with some of the pieces, you, you come up with things that you wouldn't have come up with necessarily on your own, you know, and it is that that challenge or, or the, just trying to see what they're, see it from their point of view can really help you then as an artist, like it really strengthens your practice to be working with other people and, and kind of coming about things in a different, a different angle. So yeah, it's always something I've always really enjoyed doing the custom orders, but I think... the the kind of performer side of things it just brings it to a whole other level
0: yeah absolutely and I think one of the nice things as well is the fact that you know because you're the maker but you're also the performer you can kind of advertise your own creations
1: yeah yeah it is I have to say I have really enjoyed like since I started doing burlesque that it was suddenly like oh wait I can come up with like an entire theme and, and then the hat and then like the costume and then the jewellery. I just have to be careful because I do tend to like, I start with the theme and then the hat and then I go on to the dancing, which is not necessarily normally how it's done. So I'm like, it's going to be a giant task. going to light up. <laughs> I'm going to, going to do this, the costume's going to be this. And I was like, what about the rest of the act? Like, yep, going to work on that. So definitely I'm, I'm coming at it from a designer's point of view. So, which is, which is funny sometimes.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because like, first of all, you're leading with your strengths. Mm. And secondly, as well, if you know that if you have a giant headpiece and it's already made and you have it and that's it, you kind of know what you can and can't do dance-wise with it. Yes. Whereas exactly. other, some other people, they kind of, they do the dance part first and then mm. they have to tweak the costume to fit around yes. that. Which is also not necessarily a bad thing. It's no,
1: no, but it different. is. Yeah. it's
0: a it's different way process. of
1: thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's it. That everyone has their their own way of, of going about you know any design really. You know, if it's if you're designing an act or a performance or a piece, everyone has their own design process. And I think I, I'm for the most part self-taught. I've done lots of different courses and training, but I didn't. I haven't I didn't go to art college or anything like that so i I, I feel like I come at things in an odd way <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> unique also unique when... yeah it's
0: it's your way of doing things that's not necessarily bad it's just the yeah. way you do <laughs> things and it works for you
1: yeah. But yeah, it is. It's I the two combined. So I was actually going to focus on like the f- performers headdresses and the custom orders. Just like last year or the year before, I was like, I think for a while I'm going to really focus on this. And then, yeah, things happened. <laughs> <laughs> we, we all had to take a, a little break. So I decided then, which in a way... It was nice that I could come back then to the jewellery. So even though, as I said, always my first love, I've never stopped making jewellery. I've been making jewellery all along. I did, you know, I was focusing quite a bit on the costumes and the headdresses pe- uh, side of things. And then suddenly it was back to jewellery. And I'm really enjoying going back to that as well. So having kind of the, the more balance between the two, which I think is is nice, so it has, it has brought me back to my jewellery roots. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's always nice to go back to the roots, I think. Yeah, yeah. And especially with things like, you know, this is one of the things that I've been saying about COVID and lockdown is that like, yes, it's, it's horrible, it's awful, it's ruined everything, but it's also kind of given us a chance to reevaluate things a bit, you know, stop doing the things we weren't happy doing and focus more on the things we enjoy.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it, re- it really has. And I think that was the thing I was doing like I was, I was enjoying all the work I've been doing. I, I really enjoyed it. Like I had continued working the box office work. Then I was working in the ARC, which is the children's cultural center, which I adore. Just bringing culture to tiny children. It's like everything I love. So I really, that's another job I really love. But then I would be doing freelance events. And like there was one year, I think it was two, two years ago on Halloween. I think I would I'd five jobs in one weekend including i was performing doing box office teaching and working in the arc and there was something else as well and it was just it's it's a lot (laughs) as much as i was these are all things i'm interested in it's still in the area you know it's still all in the arts something i really love and it was the teaching was in there the performing was in there it it was just suddenly nice to be able to just focus on one thing at a time (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like you Um, can you can love something and still have it be too much yeah. Yeah. I think five, five jobs, one weekend was a, it's is a bit much. I know it kind of all freelancers, it's just kind of the standard, but even at that, I think that was, that was a bit much.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't blame you. I feel that pain, you know, being a, a performer and a entertainer and all that, like it's, it's
1: hard going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. When you're just trying to, and I think as well, it's, 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 it's kind of good to focus kind of slow down slightly. I, I'm saying this, like it's a, kind of it's a new thing but it, I guess it is for me <laughs> to do it, like slowing down and focusing on one thing it's like it sounds like a cliche but it's like it's something I'm like oh yeah that's that's a good idea
0: yeah not not running around with my hair on fire hmm, let's try this yeah.
1: hmm, weird but saying that I still am, you know, I'm I'm making little I'm making hats and kind of doing little photo shoots and stuff for myself <laughs> at home. So I'm just kind of giving myself a theme and then making stuff to that theme. So I, I'm kind of setting myself deadlines even though I don't have them. But I just that's obviously for fun. So yeah, well <laughs> are, I think.
0: I think that's a good way to look at things as well Is it was something that somebody said on the show before. I can't remember exactly who it was, but they said, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Yeah. So it's kind of like if you're setting yourself deadlines and you're working to them and everything, it's, you know, once your commissions start coming back in your custom orders, you're going to be like set. You're going to know exactly, you know, how much time you need to put into things and work to it. And it's not going to be foreign to you
1: yeah yeah definitely and just trying I've got a few new kind of materials I haven't worked with before and I'm like yay (laughs) (laughs) this is exciting as if if I need more craft supplies (laughs) (laughs) you can never have too many craft supplies (laughs) I think the thing with the headdresses as well was the beads you know kind of you buy the beads and sometimes you do I would get like a try and buy vintage beads or or reuse them but with the headdresses like I will use anything from around the house like it's just suddenly you're because the shapes you're trying to get and what you're trying to do is so different that like I do find myself wandering around just putting things up to my head and just staring in the mirror maybe really like would that be would that be a hat <laughs> so it is a, it's an odd thing especially if I'm in a shop I've started do, realizing I have to stop myself doing that now because I genuinely will be wandering around pennies or something or a, like a, a secondhand store or a charity shop and just be putting things on my head <laughs> <laughs> don't understand what you're doing <laughs> they don't need to understand it's okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> So yeah so if
1: any of the listeners see me with an odd thing balanced on my head <laughs> I haven't lost it completely <laughs> no no you're just you're
0: working through your process <laughs> <laughs> I'm a designer <laughs> I'm not crazy I
1: swear <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think we're all a little bit
1: crazy and that's okay That's that's why I love everybody. (laughs) Everyone (laughs) is going around putting odd things on their head and thinking about different themes. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. But you launched a website recently. I did. So I, as I said, during the last year or so, I've been focusing more back in on the jewellery and I finally made my own website. So it's something I've been wanting to do for so many years and just didn't just never really got around to it and so it's landamakes.com and it has a selection of ready-to-wear jewellery and then as well as that I will be doing custom orders through that as well for both jewellery and for the hats. But I'm, I'm really excited to, to actually just have a website. It's something I've wanted to do for so long. And it's not, I, I just made it with, with Squarespace, but it's not something I have any experience in. So I actually did still find it quite tricky just to, to work through and set it up and do the e-commerce side of it and everything. So I, there was a lot of learning involved. So I'm, I'm really proud that it's, you know, it's there and it's up. And I, I finally have a place for for my jewellery.
0: Oh yeah. No, I, I can completely relate. I'm the same. I recently just set up a website with Squarespace and like, I have absolutely no experience in making websites.
1: They just, they said they, all the ads on the podcast, they say they're so easy. (laughs) And I understand there's no code but I still find myself like I'd have to read for like 20 minutes and then press one more button and then read for another 20 minutes so yeah I felt I felt it took quite a while but I'm, I'm very pleased that it's it exists now
0: yeah well I mean it looks great I'm, I'm sorry I'm being nosy I'm actually looking at it <laughs> it looks really good it's better than mine anyway <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: I, I really I was really happy to, to finally because I have I've been thinking about what I wanted out of a website and the design and everything for years and just when I like when I started thinking about getting one like when I would have started je- jewelry making and stuff like that the the you couldn't really get a nice-looking professional website without paying a lot of money. Like this, that this new thing of Squarespace and all the different platforms that you can build your own website. Like that's really, you know, it's only in the come along really in the last five five years, ten years maybe, mm-hmm. five years I think that you really that they're good. That the finish on them is so lovely and so professional-looking, and that's really what I wanted. I didn't want one that just looked like I bought a free one. <laughs> So I, I kind of, I, I just knew I wanted, I knew what I was looking for out of the design. So I was just delighted that I finally got there. I just, it's really exciting.
0: <laughs> and, and just to put a tiny disclaimer in there, we are not sponsored by Squarespace or affiliated yes. in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. But you know, if they want to sponsor us, yeah, you know, Squarespace we could, give we, us we money. We've for many other
1: platforms. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah no i i will happily take squarespace's money if they want to sponsor but but we're not affiliated we're just putting that out there we're just we're just gushing that's all
1: (laughs) we just have two lovely websites (laughs) come see our websites (laughs) (laughs) i just i still find it so novel like i i literally do a little happy dance if someone buys something like i'm i find it so exciting that like i've I've, I've been like selling my jewelry for so many years, but tended it to be at markets and things like that, where, you know, it really depends on the day. And then I do a lot of custom orders and stuff like that. But it's just the idea that like sometimes, you know, I can be just making my lunch and then suddenly someone's bought something. And I, I know that's such a basic concept of e-commerce, but it's still really exciting to me. I just, you know, I wanted for so many years to be able to do that. <laughs>
0: yeah but I mean this is the thing with small business and you know artists and stuff like when people buy something it like it makes all the difference like you said you're doing your little happy dance making your sandwich you know I'm sitting at home as well and something pops up and I'm like oh my goodness people like my things
1: (laughs) I always want to know I'm dying to know I'm like who bought it who are they (laughs) Like, yeah, to, like send them an email. I'm like, how did you find out about me? <laughs> <laughs> like, we can't do that. GDP or no? <laughs> yeah. Don't scare them away.
0: <laughs> no, but it it really does. It makes all the difference, and that's something that you know we definitely want to push on the show as well. Is support artists and support small business because we're the ones doing the little happy dances. You know, we're not sitting yeah. on piles of gold counting our coins. <laughs> <laughs> Just piles of beads. There's yeah. just piles of beads everywhere. <laughs> just like a dragon hoarding your <laughs> beads. <laughs> oh, that'd be
1: good. <laughs> That's on my wish list now. Is to get a dragon. <laughs> um, Maybe you could make one out of beads. Oh, my friend did actually. She made an amazing girl. I works with in Yellowbrook Road is another amazing bead artist, and she made a dragon out of beads, and it was great. <laughs> oh wow, oh, so cool. That's really fun but yeah it is it, it it was funny just thinking of one of the I had my stuff in a pop-up show a couple of years ago I'd hats and jewelry but part of it it was kind of a co-op so everyone took turns in working in the shop and it was I think I got a, a during the week and it was very quiet so I also I have a I have a bad back and I was sitting on the floor with my heat pad under the desk <laughs> and there literally had no one been had come into the shop in like four hours so I had started I cannot sing I was singing to myself under the desk with a heat pad and then a man came in and said excuse me and I jumped (laughs) so this is why it's better that I moved to online (laughs) sales. can't scare them away being hidden under a desk (laughs) you're the lonely soldier yeah yeah
0: um. <laughs> but speaking of online you know obviously because you were teaching classes and then covid happened mm. and everything changed forever have yeah. you been doing any online classes
1: yes I have been so I did a few at the, at the start start of lockdown I did a, a, a few different online classes and I really enjoyed it so it was definitely it's very different it's it, I'm so used to working in a classroom and you know going around and being able to like just be face to face with people I guess it's the same as everyone is finding in this new completely online world it's it takes some getting used to but I definitely find that it does work and the, what I do is I send out kits so I have everything that you need down to I tend to do kind of more At the moment, I'm doing more seed bead work. So it would be needle and thread and beads because that just means that you don't need any other equipment. You don't need any tools or anything like that. So you can literally just get your kit and you're ready to go. And then I've been doing the classes on Zoom. But then I also pre-record videos so that people can go back over them as well. So I don't actually at the moment, I took kind of took a break over Christmas. But I will definitely be in the next couple of months, I'll be definitely going back to the classes. So on my website, I do actually have like a you can sign up for kind of occasional emails and I promise there there will be no spamming <laughs> I, I am not organized enough to spam anyone but I would occasionally you know let you know if there's going to be classes coming up and they can, they're they really fun and I definitely I, I have people that literally have never done any crafting before and they still got on on really well I try I have them at the moment I'm kind of doing a kind of introductory level but they tend to be kind of little projects that anyone would enjoy doing but yeah, they really, I really enjoyed, it was fun. And it was just nice, to, again, just to talk to a group of people about crafts and beading and stuff. So that was really lovely.
0: It's always great when you get to talk about, like when you get to gush about things that you love because, and people are interested.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like the, my interesting jewellery history facts. Suddenly people are interested. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they really, really enjoyed it. It was a, a challenge like to, to kind of, as everyone is finding, I'm sure, with with teaching and everything, to just figure out how best it works online. But it was nice to know that it it does. (laughs) And it's fun.
0: And speaking of that as well, so if people want to, you know, keep up to date with you or keep in touch with you about potential classes or, you know, custom work or anything like that, where's the best place for them to find you kind of apart from the website?
1: So my Instagram, so it's Lulanda Makes as well. It's at Lulanda Makes, and I tend to I I'm I update that a lot. I am also on TikTok, <laughs> but but that 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 I that's a work in progress. I I still I'm I'm definitely my obsession over lockdown was getting obsessed with TikTok but yeah I, I I occasionally put stuff up in there but I think I think Instagram is is more I know what I'm doing on Instagram a bit more
0: <laughs> Instagram is familiar and it's nice and it's safe it, like, it, I it's, it's friendly I feel
1: it's, it's more age-appropriate <laughs> I know that I'm- TikTok like I'm just I'm, I'm watching it so much and there's so many cool creators on there and there's a lot of like there's even from the Irish Burlesque, and there's some amazing people doing great work on there Avril and Bonnie Boo and there's Gloria's another one that they're just they're really they've, they've got this TikTok thing down <laughs>
0: I know it's so funny whenever somebody comes on the show and they're like I have TikTok follow me on TikTok I'm, I'm just like I feel so old and I'm not even 30 yet I'm just like <laughs> these kids and their TikToks
1: what is this whereas like I'm enjoying them doing them but I'm like I'm not promising there's going to be regular content on that <laughs> Instagram Instagram there will be, but
0: <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean that's the thing about these social medias as well, is because you have, you know, your Facebook and your Instagram and your TikTok and then some people have YouTube and they're doing all sorts of other stuff. And it's like, when does the art happen?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that I was I was saying that to my mom recently because I'm trying to get better about the social media and making a bit of content and putting it up. But then it's literally it's like when do I make the things? When do I do if I'm you know if I'm the one if you're you're the small business person that's trying to do every single thing, you know, trying to do the social media on top of that, it's just like I I don't have enough hours in the day.
0: There really aren't enough hours, like, and who has the energy for all that as well?
1: Yeah, but I do. The one the one good thing I think about everything in the last year or two, and and bringing stuff online, it is the accessibility as well. Like it, it is great that it has proven that you can long distance or you know be a classes or performances and stuff like that that it is possible to do it in in different formats you know that you don't have to be there in the room because I actually I've so the, my back problem is I fractured my spine when I was 10 so I've had ongoing issues with that and various other chronic pain problems for most of my life and so access is a big thing like just being able to there's days that I can't access things and I can't leave the house so I think it is nice in a way that this has brought us evidence that it is possible to do things in different ways you know I definitely as much as everyone else want to get back to the real world but it is nice that it's open possibilities so be it you know classes or just loads of different things you know i think it is it is a nice a nice thing to be a more aware of for people that it, you know if they ha- have to stay at home they can still access the different things
0: yeah and actually you know that is a good point that you've that you've brought up there as well is that you know not just for you know people who have to stay home sometimes or whatever but even for people who may want to go see shows and can't because the you know the venue is not accessible or whatever it yeah. is i think it, you know I do hope in the future that when things kind of start turning again that we do have a healthy mixture of live and online and maybe even stream live shows as well and for for, for people who would love to be there and support their friends and you know support yeah. artists but just physically can't I think that would be yeah. a great idea
1: yeah so I think it is it like I I can understand you know why they don't want to open it completely online but I think they are even like the film festivals and stuff like that which would have always been very careful about not releasing films online, you know, and not wanting them to kind of, you, want, if they're going to particular festivals and stuff like that, that they want to keep them under wraps. But they're suddenly realizing there is ways around that, so as you can release them for a certain amount of hours, or, you know, that they people can have access to them for 48 hours or something like that. That there is still ways of, of because I think it is, it is very important that it's still that the content is still appreciated, you know, that way that, that it, what's going into the art form, whatever is being created. I think people have this thinking that if it's online, it should be free, which I don't think is true, you know. Yeah. I think you still appreciate the work that's gone into different pieces and, and the performances and, you know, whatever has been created
0: yeah and I think lockdown has proved that as well just for you know for people who were doing kind of online shows and still selling tickets is that you can still make money from something online hmm. and it's it's not necessarily a bad idea because I mean you could have twice the audience
1: yeah yeah and that's the thing it's, it definitely would obviously be back like I, I just I just want to be in a venue and I want someone to give the fire safety announcement that's all I want <laughs> Like it's so ridiculous. But I think it was the one of the Abbey shows that was online. They did the fire announcement and I was so happy. So there is there is things like that that you just you crave that from the real the real thing. But I'm sure other people's what they want is much less nerdy than what I want. But it, it you know, I think there definitely could be a combination of the two, which would be which would be great, you know. But at the same time, it's it's I think it's very important to get everybody back into the venues and back into to doing their thing and that needs to be you know supported by the government to that the arts is incredibly important and needs to be supported through this
0: yeah no absolutely I agree a hundred percent we we definitely need some kind of better way of handling this stuff in the future rather than just mm. oh you're
1: all out of a job now sorry yeah it's yeah it's, it's just it's it's so frustrating as well that it's just like no no this is you know that the arts is what's been getting everyone through this <laughs> Arts and crafts. Arts and crafts.
0: crafts. (laughs) So important, everybody. Everybody who's like, you know, stuck at home and they have nothing to do and they're going mad in lockdown. Maybe I know it's not accessible for everyone, but maybe pick up a craft and and see what you can do.
1: It is. We would both tell you it's very soothing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's, and you know what, it's, it's kind of a, it's a blessing and a curse because like you said, you get creative at crazy times, you know, you get home 10 o'clock at night and you start making things. And like, I was crafting the other day and I looked at my
1: clock and suddenly it was midnight and I was like, oh crap. Yeah. The time, time just dis- disappears. I've actually, I, I moved home to my parents for, for the, since the start of all this, but it, it meant that I had like all my, my crafting materials had to come with me but I have actually been like slowly just bringing the stuff from my apartment back to my parents house so it, it hasn't they haven't kind of felt it all move moved in in one go but here we are 10 months down the road and I'm going I'm gonna need a van to move back into the apartment <laughs> yeah. like I'm, I'm sitting in the box room in my parents house and it's just it's, it's just stacked with all the crap stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it was all vitally important and needed for different projects throughout the last 10 months. But now I'm like, oh, that's a that's a, my poor parents. They're very patient. <laughs> it's good, though, it? they support you and that's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're they're great. They they really are. They're very supportive of it all. I think as well, it was that crafting was really important when I when I was younger and my back was very bad. Like the, I literally, you know, I had to, whatever I could do lying down you know, to keep me entertained. And so mom and mum and dad were great at kind of giving me different things to try that I could do lying down to keep me entertained. And then all the jewellery making and stuff as well, I can make entire pieces lying down <laughs> flat on my back. So it's great. It means even if I'm having bad days and stuff, I don't have to stop. And then it's also like such a great distraction. Like it's, it's a great thing to have. The hats, the hats are a little trickier. Can't really do them lying down. They, you can't really get the iron and the steam out on the on the headpieces when you're <laughs> in
0: bed. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know it's not ideal because you know your your back was bad and everything. But that's kind of a cool skill to have that you can just make it, yeah, an entire thing.
1: I, I can I can do an entire face of makeup and I can craft most things lying entirely flat, flat on my back. I put a, place all the things on my tummy like a little otter uh, and <laughs> I can work away, flatten my back. Also, when it's bad, bad in work in box offices, I have moved the laptop and the phone to the floor and just works lying on the floor. <laughs> and other people find that more disturbing than I do because I'm like, no, now I'm comfortable. Now I'm not in as much pain so I can get out my work, whereas they're like, but we can't leave you on the floor but you're happy <laughs> it's like, this is more comfy than making me sit in a chair <laughs> you know that's
0: something <laughs> I don't want to say it's amazing because it's it's sad that you have to do that
1: but it's it, kind of a really cool skill to have <laughs> you just you just adapt I know to like lie under tables and uh, sit on the floor and yeah, it's, it's funny. You just get used to being like, oh, oh sorry, you, you didn't expect someone to be on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. But just before we finish up, is there anything that you would like to talk about that we didn't get a chance to touch on? Just, I'm excited about my new range of the new collection of jewellery on LulandaMakes.com. So it's called Spellbound. And Spellbound is, the theme is like, Kind of magical and love and self-love and i'm working with a lot of rose quartz and different gemstones and then lots of sparkles <laughs> but there are plainer pieces as well but the, the common theme is just kind of magic and love and healing and i've worked that into this new rate collection of jewelry and i'm just really enjoying working on it and designing it and then also popping it up on the new website so if anyone would have, like to have a little look at that and then with the custom orders, I still am still very much open to and excited if anyone wanted any custom things or mad hats or want to hang upside down, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going to
0: lie, I'm still, you know, sneaking around your website and it's all so pretty.
1: <laughs> I do like sparkly things.
0: <laughs> They're so, so purple.
1: <laughs> yeah. The new, the new range of the Spellbound range is a lot of in it it didn't start out like that but it's now just kind of I've just it is with purple is one of my favorite colors and it's one of those things where I'm always trying to design outside my favorite colors and I'm trying to make things for you know that everyone will like and especially with the the kind of ready to wear collection jewelry you kind of want to make sure there's something for everyone Mm -hmm. but then when I started to be like I think I'm going to let myself make an entire range of purple things (laughs) I was so excited
0: yeah well I can see why I mean everybody just go on the website they're they're so pretty <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're just so pretty just do it <laughs> since I've discovered the, the, the suddenly realized that I can add the feathers from hat making into the jewelry that is like I'm like why didn't I why haven't I been doing this before I've so many feathers <laughs> it's a whole new world <laughs> yeah it's very exciting <laughs> the little things that bring you joy
0: all right I have to stop looking at this it's all too pretty <laughs> well laura honestly it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show it's been it's been great (laughs) oh nice chatting to you yeah no definitely we're we're so glad that you you know you were able to take the time and talk to us and we'll be definitely following you and sharing all your social medias and stalking your website a bit (laughs)
1: Me too. I was actually showing my friends your amazing balloon dresses. I was like, look at this girl stuff. This is who I'm going to talk to later. Oh, you're so sweet. I miss balloons. Oh, they're so
0: cool. If you enjoyed this episode of Doing It for the Exposure and would like to hear more in the future, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at D-I-F-T-E Podcast. You can also check out our stream on nerdtoknowmedia.com. We stream bi-weekly on Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.